Greetings, Father Jonathan. Deacon David, how the heck are you? Pretty good. How was your 32nd week in ordinary time? You know, it was pretty good. I really focused on the um, on the first reading from Maccabees. I gave a little bit of a history showing that this was yet another foreign power coming in to dominate the way that King Antiochus um, defiled the temple mm. um, and was forcing, suppressed the practice of Judaism and forcing all these people to break the law, eat pork, etc. And just right. looking at how um, at how that kind of that um, resistance makes a lot of sense, you know, it's because it's easier to just to accept. Well, I guess we can't do this anymore. <laughs> At least in this day and age. I oh, I see. Case. Yeah, yeah. And so I talked a lot about how, yeah, the 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 need to act, mm. um, but a lot like what we learn from the um, from the gospel that it's not we don't act so that we can try to impose this world, the things that we can control, the things that we can um, uh, ensure in the afterlife. Like that's what the Sadducees were wondering. If, if the afterlife was going to be just like this life, right, right? It's like no, the focus is on God, and the things that we do, the resistance that we have in this world, build that relationship, mm-hmm. or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, I, I, I try to, I try to put all the readings together a little bit. Uh, this past week, I, I focused a little bit on the resurrection and how, like, the witness of the martyrs, you know makes sense when you start thinking about how kind of like you're saying you know you know there's something there's something that you're actually sacrificing for that you're recognizing right. there's something much bigger here than than just right. you know your earthly your earthly existence yeah and you know saint paul had that wonderful um i kind of spun it spun it i kind of talked about it as like a prayer that we may have strength, we may have endurance, we may have all these things, so that when that time comes and none of us can know, mm-hmm. um, that we will act as if God were first and foremost in our lives at every moment of our life. Right, right. That's good. You know, I had when I was preaching yesterday, I had one thought that I think relates to this week um, a little bit too. That I had a question for you, um, and it's about preaching about salvation and redemption as not a foregone conclusion. Uh-huh. Um, and the reason I ask that, I mean, it came up yesterday in my homily, but also this week, it seems very clear to me that the readings have a lot to do with final judgment. Yeah. You know, the end, the end times in this, not in the, in the sense of fire and brimstone necessarily, but sort of like how, you know, the son of man will come again. I, I can't remember exactly in the gospel, how it's saying, but at least in the first reading, you know, that there is a difference between those who are, you know, for those of you, uh, who fear my name, you know, the mm-hmm. soul of justice, the, the, the son of justice will, uh, you know, shine on you. Uh, you know, that there's, there's judgment for the good and the wicked yeah. uh, at the end of time. And so I just, yeah. I started wondering a little bit. And I think as our readings are getting closer to Advent and to the feast mm-hmm. of Christ the King in a couple of weeks, the question for me is raised as to whether or not like, what's the limit for you as a preacher to talk about how salvation's not a foregone conclusion, that there's a yeah. lot at stake, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's a difficult thing. You know, you don't want to, and I even tried to make this explicit in my homily from yesterday that, 
you know, it's hard because we want to talk about the example of the martyrs and how at any moment, any of us could be called to shed blood for the name of Jesus. Right. Um, But that's not, you know, so many people, I think, take that as something to fear. Like, oh, I have to run away from that or something or be afraid of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this talk of judgment and salvation as not being, I agree with you. Um, I think a lot of preachers might shy away from that because they don't want to come across as telling their flock that they're going to hell. Right, right. Which is not the message. That's not what they're trying to say. Sure, sure. As coming um, off as condemning or... Right, yeah, right. You don't want to have like this Jonathan Edwards um, fire and brimstone. There's nothing but doom and gloom mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. because you're you're sinners in the face of an angry God, kind of a thing. Right, 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 right. Um, so, like, so we have in the gospel reading, it is apocalyptic, right? We're approaching, we're approaching the end of the yeah, year, and, it, yeah. and Jesus is saying, uh, you know, so nation will rise against nation. Yeah, yeah. Powerful and, earthquakes, looking, famines, plagues. <laughs> right, 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 right. And before anything else, you know, they're going to persecute you. Yeah. Um, for yeah. my name. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, so get it in, at least in the Spanish, it's like, get it into your head that, um, you don't need to prepare your defense because I'll provide uh-huh. for you the words and the wisdom. And I love that line, you know, like, mm. cause when we face persecution, I think we often think, how could I possibly, like the Maccabees from last week, stand up and say right. the right thing? Right. And it's like, no, Jesus is saying that even in the midst of persecution, don't fear about what you'll say. And it resonates with, I think, a phrase in John that the spirit, you know, will give you the words to say, you know, when the time comes. Mm-hmm. But still, the, 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 the theme there is one of there will be an end time and that end time comes with judgment. Yeah. And, you know, there's the sheeps and the, the sheep and the goats at the end of the gospel, you know, yeah. but, and just finding a way of, like you're saying, not being condemning of your flock, but at least raising the question. Yeah. Well, it shows whether... the eminence that this is something, you know, the very end of this gospel, and they will put some of you to death. You will mm. be hated all because of my name, but not a hair right. on your head will be destroyed. By your perseverance, you will secure your lives. Mm. And I think that's the challenge. Like, we have to say, look, folks, this is going to be very, very, very difficult. It will be um, the worst thing that you can imagine. But how are you going to, um, how are you going to act in the face of that? Are you going right. to lose hope or are you going to, to persevere mm-hmm. by which mm-hmm. means you will secure your life? Mm-hmm. And I yeah, think that that's perseverance. Yeah. That's how, that's how the, the flock is separated. That's how the sheep are separated from the goats. Are you going to despair? Mm. And not no, that, like that, and not that, dis- again, not that despairing, um, well, despair is a bad thing, but not, it's not being, um, not afraid. You can be afraid. Just like in last week's, um, last week's readings, you know, was all about the martyrs, uh, and we're preaching hope and, and all of that. But uh, I reminded everybody in my homily that, look, even Jesus was sad. At the death of his friend, he wept um, right. over Lazarus. Right. Like that's still okay, mm-hmm. but don't let that consume you. Don't let that fear overtake your hope in the resurrection. Yeah, yeah, 
you know, there's there's something interesting happening in the gospel too, because like, so it starts off with this whole thing about you know the the well adorned temple and everything, and yeah. and saying there are those who you know find great satisfaction in that, but then he's saying beware, be careful, because this too will pass away, and so there's an element here of putting treasure in heaven, right? That dynamic of the gospel, you know, because you don't know the time or the place. And don't put your your treasure in earth, in earthly things. Yeah. Um, there's something about the timeliness of salvation that we cannot predict it, and we don't know. You know, it comes as a thief in the night, etc. Um, but you're right. Like we should not despair. We shouldn't find ourselves worrying about you know our 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 eventual death and hopeful resurrection. Um, yeah. Go ahead. No, I just think that we should uh, agreeing with you. I think we should. We should worry in a sense. I mean, this is, like you were saying, not a foregone conclusion. We still have to um, we have to worry about how we will respond. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it's um, part of that is how have we cultivated the spirit of generosity, this light of Christ in our own lives? You know, have we? Mm. And I think that'll directly influence how how we how we do respond you know at the final judgment sure sure are we the so type they, of person that says yes like that quote from c.s lewis that i love so much in the end there are two types of persons are we going to are we going to let god say are we going to say to god thy will be done or are we going to let god say to us thy will be done right right see i think no matter whatever way you look at the readings for this weekend there's i don't think any way of avoiding the question about the final judgment, you know, yeah. like, you know, the first reading and the gospel both make it very clear. And I think the church is intending that with the liturgy getting closer and closer to, to the new liturgical calendar. Right. Um, and I think, I think it's a really good question here for us as preachers to ask, how do you preach about the importance of working out your salvation with fear and trembling? Yeah. Yeah. Without, yeah. without condemning, but without also just, and I think they're going to say something a little bit maybe controversial, I think maybe sometimes there's a tendency with some preaching to really kind of soften the gospel and mm. tame the gospel, you know, and not letting the gospel have an edge to it. Because it does, you know, Jesus makes it very clear that some are sheep and some are goats. Now, we can have the hope of resurrection for yeah. all. We yeah. can have hope, you know, but how do you <laughs> preach? Well, well, hope, you know, I have yeah, hope. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, absolutely. You know, but like, how do you preach with maintaining the... The, the bite of the message of the gospel, which is that salvation is not guaranteed. Salvation right. is something that we persevere, right, right as the word of the gospel today, um, while at the same time emphasizing God's mercy. Because I think that's what can end up happening, is that God's justice and God's mercy can be put at odds with each other, which is ridiculous. Yeah. And then also, you know, we might err on the side of mercy because we don't want to be mean to people or something. <laughs> it's like... yeah. Does it have to mean that we're mean to people if we preach about judgment? You know, God's, I don't know. I, I, I guess, I don't think you can escape this yeah, topic. Yeah, it's, it's a big one. Absolutely. It's a big one. Um, yeah. Um, I will say, though, I mean, I, if I were to preach on this, like, right now, I would touch on all that, but I would end on a hopeful note, which is, you know, we have nothing really to fear, per se. Like, like we shouldn't have anything to fear or despair. We shouldn't despair, right? Because of what Jesus says at the end of the gospel, which is that yes, persevere, but know that 
all the hair on your head has been counted and right, right. you know and you are loved. You will be persecuted, but you are loved by me. Yeah, and and go back to to the first reading from uh Malachi, but for you who fear my name, there will arise the sun of justice with its healing rays. Mm. Like the salvation is at the same time the hardest and the easiest thing to achieve. All we have to do <laughs> is to fear the name of the Lord, to accept Jesus's merciful um, spirit to come upon us. Right. right. Um, and that's precisely, I think, that fear and trembling comes from that letting go of saying, I, mm. this is not something that I can control. <clears throat> um, right, right. And that's precisely what keeps people out of the kingdom because they think they, you know, for whatever reason, you know, if, if it's they, that they deserve it or that they, um, mm. uh, yeah, whatever, just open up any chapter in the great divorce. And there's examples of how these things can help us or c can keep us from, from the kingdom mm. when all we have to do is to let go. Right, right, right. You know, so maybe we didn't touch on the second reading much last week. And so this week before we go, I, I do want to say something about Paul's letter to Thessalonians. Cause I think, it, it may fit in a little bit if we think about how Paul is speaking about needing to be, uh, imitators of yeah. his example. Yeah. You know? Um, and also, even though he gets into this whole thing about, uh, about working, right? And if you're not going to work, you shouldn't eat. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I think is great, you know, if you think about it in terms of the life of a community, right? That we all should contribute. Right. Um, but if you think about it in terms of salvation, it's like, well, the final banquet, right? Mm -hmm. like there's the banquet of heaven and there's the feast there. And you can't just expect to not work to get there. Right. Now, I know this is, this is a difficult topic because I don't want to say that we earn salvation, but I do want to say with Paul in Philippians that we have to work out our salvation, right? And we have to, in the word yeah. of Luke, that's in the gospel, we should, you know, we should, well, no, in Philippians, oh. he does say, oh, right, work right, out right. your salvation with fear and trembling, you know? Um, but here, using an earthly analogy of working to earn your food, I'm trying to say, sure, is there a heavenly analogy there too? Right, is right, right. Well, if you're going to earn your bread in heaven, you yeah. Know? And again, I think it goes back to this: how are we going to? How have we worked in our in this life um, to become a virtuous person? Like that, just it's not a magic, a magic wand that oh, you know, there it is virtue. Right. It's something right. that we work right. at, something that we struggle with, something sometimes that we fail with, fail at. You know, that's how we um that's how we get better at something a lot of the time when we mm -hmm. failed at it. I know right. what not right. to do. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So the this you know we good. so we yeah. instructed you that if anyone was unwilling to work, neither should that one eat. So we have to be careful on what we've been, how we've been instructed, how we've practiced, how we've learned, mm. how we've acted. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe there's maybe a bit of an admonishment here too for for us who listen to the gospel. Here is that whose example are we trying to follow? Who are yeah. we trying to imitate? Yeah. You know, are we imitating those who just take it for granted that oh well, you know, I've accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I've been saved, and so everything I can just kind of get away with anything, or I can live my life however I want. It's like, no, the gospel holds us to a standard. You know, look at Paul, like the standard of the cross right, is right. what we live by. And that's, we should be imitators of him as he's an imitator of Christ. You know, and by that, you know, working out our salvation with hope, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, Good, good. Well, 
I don't have anything else. Do you have any parting thoughts for, for this week? Um, same thing we do every week, David. What's that? Encourage people to go pray. Go to Mass. <laughs> yes, yes. Especially, you know, as you're getting ready to go to Mass, pray, read the readings. But also, we're getting closer to Advent. So maybe it's a good Advent resolution to spend some time with the readings. Yeah. Pray, go to Mass ready. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool, man. All right. Pleasure as always. Okay, dude. Till next time.